<laughs> okay, that's enough. J Jackson wasn't participating in that, I know. Yeah. It's fine, it's fine. You know, it doesn't matter. It's, uh, it doesn't, doesn't hurt at all. I mean, I raised him and... That's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, um, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here uh, with you guys tonight. You know, maybe Brock isn't excited because he didn't listen to your announcements, but I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure others, well, you're probably not excited, but there's, there's something. Um, to, to At least you're here, so I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Um, so, okay, so this is just to, to get to know me. Um, and so I, I told Corey, I don't, I don't have anything planned. I'm just going to start talking, and we're going we're gonna to see where it goes. Uh, but, here's, but here's what I want, seriously. Um, I would love for you to ask me questions. And so even as I'm talking, you can stop. Um, you can interrupt me, you know, ask questions, and, and if nobody asks questions, I'm just going to keep talking and, and, and until it ends, and maybe you'll know me by the time that I'm done talking. Um, but, but even after that, um, if I don't answer any of your questions, and there's different ways, if there's different questions that I could answer for you to be able to know me better, um, I would love to do that. I'm just going to start with, you know, my, my testimony, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on my salvation testimony per se, but, but we'll start there and kind of just work my way um, through my life. So I grew up in a church in Kansas City, like literally I say I grew up in the Kansas City Baptist Temple. Some of you may be aware of that church, most of you probably aren't. Um, that church has long-term affiliation with this church. Um, it's quite interesting, but my parents were members there before I was born. Uh, so I lit, my dad was a deacon, so I literally grew up in the church. I was saved as a young child, um, just grew up in a Christian home, grew up at a gospel-centered church, a mission-centered church, and, and heard the gospel as a, as a kid and, and believed it and, and, and got saved as, as a child. Um, my my upbringing, again, a, a, a good home. I, I thank the Lord for that. I think, you know, many of you in here would, would probably have a similar testimony. Not everybody, of course, but, but many of you, at least the ones that grew up in this church, would probably have a similar testimony as me and, and you know, got saved at a young age, had some, had some years of wandering, you know, the, some of the high school years maybe, you know, not the not the best, not the most proud of, but you know, but the Lord didn't, doesn't leave us and forsake us, and and um, and then at a point turned our life around, right? So it's a it's a it's a similar story to many kids that grew up in churches, and and I and I'll say, I, listen, I I praise the Lord for that. Like this is something I'm I'm super thankful of um, for the Lord because there's you know. Many of, some of you have that story. Some of you don't. And some of you walked a harder path, you know, even, you know, even up to this point um, than I had to. And, and, you know, the Lord does that for different reasons. And there's different things he has in mind uh, for all of us. Uh, but, I, but I praise the Lord that, you know, I never did too many stupid things and didn't get in too much trouble and that sort of thing. Um, and that I grew up in a Christian home and, and had that influence early on, I think it, it really molded me and, and shaped a lot of what God then, you know, is continuing to do in me even now. But um, there was a time, so, you know, my, again, high school years, 
similar to, to, to a lot of kids, most kids probably even, not really serving the Lord, not caring about the Lord. But there did come a time at the end of my junior year in high school, I was pretty young, um, 17, to where the Lord really got a hold of my heart. And I, I knew I was saved. I was saved as a kid. But the Lord really got a hold of my heart um, to where I decided. And it was at a church service. I was, I'll spare you the details because those kind of don't matter. But um, where... I decided, all right, listen, I need, to, I need to be serious about my faith. And it was a, a service. I went forward, um, met the youth pastor, who I didn't really know because I, I didn't go all that often um, at the time, but, um, and, 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 and prayed a prayer. And I'm telling you this because this is, this is important to kind of what God has done in me. And I think it's important for you um, as a key to just, you know, just walking a Christian walk and, and then being used by the Lord uh, in your life and in ministry. Um, in that prayer, I told the Lord that whatever he had for me, I'd say yes. So I would just say yes. And I didn't have any clue what that meant. <laughs> and I didn't have any even desire attached to it. All right, so it wasn't like when I was 17. It's like, you know what, I want to be a pastor one day. That's what I want to be. I didn't have any desire towards that at all. Um, I wasn't opposed to it because, because what I decided was God knows better than me. And anything that he's going to call me towards that I can clearly see his hand in, I'll just say yes to that. And that's how I then decided to live my life, right, based on that. And for the most part, up to this day, that's what I've done. Now, uh, that's not to say I haven't made stumbles along the way and mistakes along the way. I've made plenty of them. Um, but, but for the most part, I, I have just said yes as God laid a path for me and I could clearly see that he was involved. And we'll, we'll, we can even talk a little bit about that, how I could tell when God was involved or when I didn't think God was involved, um, that I would say yes to. And those, that decision when I was 17... Is, is the reason why I'm the pastor here today. Um, and so, and, I, and that is so critical because I think um, the, the Christian life, our life in general, but certainly the Christian life and, and how your Christian life kind of, you know, turns out, so to speak, or what the path is, um, is based on decisions. It's based on decisions. And so that's, that's true of every area of life. And I decided, I had seen, you know, I, I didn't ever do anything crazy, but I had seen enough of the world that I knew that it's like, listen, that, that's a path, but it's probably not a great one <laughs> at the end of the day. And so, you know, in, in some ways, like I'm a, I'm a pragmatist, and so... I was like, listen, I'm going to give my life, at the end of the day, I'm going to give my life to something. Um, that's just the way, that's just the way our life, the, the, the way God created it. It's the way the world is. We're, we're going to give our life to something, even if it's just to ourself and to our own pleasures and our own desires. Now, the, 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 the bottom line of that is you're never, you're never in, actually in control of that doesn't matter 
you could become the you know richest person in the world it doesn't matter you can't control you know if you get a bad diagnosis one day you can't control many of the things around you that change your life and so there's you know there's a spiritual layer there's something else going on all the time that God's doing and so we're always going to give our life to something so I decided early on I was going to give it to the Lord and and here's the thing about that, what that helped me to do um, that I think, I think is important is for decisions moving forward, um, it removed emotion. Because so many, I, I think young people in particular, um, but not only young people, everybody, move forward in life and they make decisions based on how it feels to them, right? So if I'm, I'm going to do this or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this job or I'm going to, you know, walk this life, it's like, well, man, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't, that, doesn't feel, that doesn't feel great to me. All right, so when it came to serving the Lord, I removed that. And I just said, this is the path that I'm going to take. I decided it was what I was going to do. And so that helped me on the many days in the future when it didn't feel like the right thing to do, <laughs> when I didn't want to, because it didn't, it didn't feel like even God was behind it sometimes. But I believed this more than I believe my feelings. I, I know that the devil's a liar. And so I, I removed, and, and it wasn't like I never felt it, at times, I, of course I did. There's, I mean, I think we all know this. We know how life goes. And there's times where you're serving the Lord and you're involved in ministry and it just feels right and you know God's in it and you know God's doing something and that's the greatest thing in the world. But there's other days that, that you don't feel it. Well, you got to then, those are the days you got to keep, just keep moving ahead and keep going. And so, and so that is, is something I think is important based on a decision that I removed the emotion, and then I embraced that life. And again, in a decision, and, and I said, and I'll tell young people this, since I'm telling you guys this all the time, listen, there's something to just coming to the conclusion that, okay, this is who I am. I'm a Christian. So I'm just going to decide to live that life. I'm going to embrace that life. And, and I'm going to just, because so many Christians want to, especially young people, want to kind of ride everything, right? And ride the world and ride church and try to just kind of figure it out as it goes. And I just decided I was embracing this life, man. This is it. Like, I'm, I'm doing it. And, and cause, because I believed what the Bible told me. And I let that be my my just guiding factor on everything, even when I didn't know, even when I didn't know what that meant, didn't know any of it. So what did I do then? So I just started saying yes. And, and so I got discipled because that was the, the next thing to do. And then, but at the same time, I'm living my life in a way that I was trying to glorify the Lord. So, you know, I get married, I go to college. So I met Jennifer. We were in the same youth group. Um, so we met, we started dating when I was a senior in high school and she was a junior in high school. And, um, 
and man, God brought us together, and that was that was clear as can be. And 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 so, what did we both do on that? We embraced it. We embraced it. It's like this is it. This is, I don't need to keep looking. <laughs> I got what I want. I got what I need. I got. Listen, this is this is this is great. And so and so, God did that. And now we didn't get married. Um, I went to college. We didn't get married till I graduated college. So we dated a little over five years. That's, that was, that's not a great recommendation. I wouldn't necessarily give that recommendation to everybody. There's some, um, you know, there were some tough times in there. But, um, but I'm living life, and I'm because I don't, again I don't have any. I don't. I didn't put any expectations on the Lord. I didn't have any desires per se. I didn't have this burning desire. Okay, I got, yes, I'm going to pastor. The, no, all I want to do is serve the Lord. My, my commitment was to just say yes. So whatever it was. So whatever was the next thing in front of me, if I thought that the Lord was in it, and, and if I could see it in his word, and I would talk to the people around me, you think this is something that got the, the, the leaders in my life? And if, if they were doing that and I felt the Holy Spirit compelling me towards it, you know, and so he's, he's always going to use, this is, this is how you make decisions in life. This is it. God's word, he'll speak to you through his word. He'll speak to you through his spirit. And he'll speak to you through the leaders and the authority structure in your life, right? Three things Jesus left himself. When he, repla- when he left this earth, he replaced himself with three things. The word of God, the spirit of God, and the church of God. And so that's your structure, that's how God works. If it's outside of that, then you're, you're on your own. If you're inside of that, okay. So if I could see it, if I could just, you know, through just my devotional time, spending time in God's word and through the Holy Spirit inside me and then the, the, you know, just talking to the leaders in my life, if that all came together, I said yes. So, so whatever it was. And then, but again, I'm just living life and, and um, get married uh, you know, have, have built, start building a career and just serving the Lord in ministry at the same time. And, and when I say, so when I say, um, say yes, I mean I said yes to everything. So, so I have, as far as like ministry goes, like, so I, I felt so early on and, and some of the, the leaders at the church early on, you know, okay, thought that, okay, maybe I had the, you know, gift of teaching. You may disagree with that. It's okay. <laughs> but, um, but, but that's, you know, that's key. That's, that's, the other, that's the other thing is just really kind of figuring out where God has gifted you. Because it, maybe it's not teaching. It doesn't matter. They're all as important as the next. Not everybody does have the gift of teaching so you you by saying yes and getting involved and just starting somewhere you you learn you you'll learn where you're gift. like we we have a spiritual gifts class in mtt but the best place you'll learn where your spiritual gifts are is in just in the church as you get as you just get involved and you start doing things and then god's gonna kind of direct you um but but i said yes to everything like i started teaching and preaching in like I'm not, not even kidding like psychiatric wards like we had ministries in in detention homes in jails I was a part of a, 
after I was married, I was part of a circuit riding team to where once a month I'd drive five hours across the state of Kansas or down to southern Missouri. We were filling the pulpit for churches, small churches that didn't have pastors. And I'd drive like on Saturday, get there Saturday night, stay the night, preach Sunday morning, go to someone's house to eat lunch, preach a Sunday evening service, then hang out with people, leave at 9, 10 o'clock, get home at 2, 2.30 in the morning, get up Monday morning at 7 and go to work. I just did it. because Why? Because I just told the Lord, I said yes. So I couldn't say no now when he has something for me to do. What am I still supposed to say? Well, Lord, I can't, I mean, I can't do that because I know I told you I'd say yes, but I'm going to be tired when I go to work on Monday. So, no, I just, I just did it. I said yes. And, and again, I embraced it. I, does it. Does it mean that every moment was enjoyable? Not at all. There were very difficult times, and, and there were some of those drives. I did that for three years. was driving to different churches all across the, like the, the Midwest, a four-state area, at least once a month. Was there times that that wasn't enjoyable? Yeah, there were, there were weeks that I was like, oh, I got to go to, you know, wherever, Mountain View, Missouri this weekend. And, you know, it wasn't, but, but whenever I could, whenever the emotion, whenever I could kind of keep the emotion down, I'd say, okay, man, this is what God has for me. So if this is what God has for me, well, I'm all about it. Let's do it. I'm going to embrace it because what God has the best for me. Right? God knows what is good for me. Who am I to say God's wrong in this? Um, so, so again, when I say yes, I, I did it all. I led sports ministries, led discipleship, like you name, hospitality, you name it. I did it. I cleaned the church. I did it all. I did it all. I did like, because I told him I'd say yes. And so I couldn't back, I couldn't come back on that. So, so that's how, like, you know, when, when you, you look at someone like me, because I have a, of a non-conventional path, you know, I would say, to lead pastor of First Baptist Church of New Philadelphia. Because I built a, I built a career at, while all this was going on. I didn't go to Bible college. I went to Shepherd School of Ministry. I went to a, a four-year, our, what we have is LFBI. I went to the equivalent of that at our church. Why? Because that was the next thing. And so I had to say yes. So I went to discipleship, and I went through discipleship too. The next thing was Shepherd School. And, it, and even when I went to Shepherd School, I did not go saying, I'm going to go because I want to be a pastor. I went because it was the next thing. It was the next thing. So, so I mean, by way of encouragement, I mean, that's where I would encourage all of you. What's next? Because God is leading you down a path. He has a plan for everybody. He's leading you down a path somewhere. You want to make sure that at each step you say yes and you take the next step. And the next thing you know, I'm like, you know, here I am. So my, my path's unconventional. So I built a career and a pretty successful career. And so again, this is how, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this just because, you know, it's to, to get, you know, to get to know me and I want to be an encouragement to you. 
So the first like full-time pastor that I had was at Harvest Baptist Church, which was the church I was at before here. Um, I was 39 years old when I took the first, my first job at church. By this time, I had built a successful career. I had just continued to say yes in ministry. By, by 2008, my mid-30s, the Kansas City Baptist Temple, the church I was at, asked me to lead a class, a, an adult Sunday school class, an adult ministry fellowship, they called them. So I was, by then, I was preaching every Sunday, but I wasn't getting paid for it. It was still had my job. It was like a lay pastor role. Um, Alan goes to, out to harvest in 2012. Um, I'm... He asked me to be the assistant pastor, but he, so I was that from day one, but I didn't start on staff there until 2013, the very next year, because he wanted to wait a year to make sure that, you know, it was actually going to work and everything. Okay, so at, at 39 years old, um, I had built up a, a pretty successful career that, in, that included a pretty lucrative job. Um, you know, I was, I was making... I was making good money with the potential to make even more. And Alan asked me to come on full time at nothing near the salary I was currently making. Uh, you know, pastor gigs aren't the highest paying. You don't, you don't get into it for the money. You know, let me just say that in most places. Um, and so what did I do? I did the exact same thing I always did. I went and I sought the Lord out and was searching in prayer through his word. I was talking to the people in my life. I was asking the Holy Spirit, and it became very clear that this is what he wanted me to do. So I took a, a major pay cut, and it was the easiest decision I'd ever made. Because it was, because why? Because I told the Lord that I would always say yes. So this was the next thing. It was yes. And if God's in it, God's going to take care of me. God's going to, you know, God's going to, God can pay my bills. I mean, I wasn't worried about that per se. I mean, always in our flesh, there's always going to be some level of worry because, you know, we had a pretty nice house and those sorts of things. And, and so I was like, well, okay, I think, so I run the math. I think we can pay our bills. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure we can. Um, Jennifer didn't work. She was a stay-at-home mom when we had kids. She stayed home, and, and you know, my job afforded her, that, her the ability to do that. And so, um, so I did that. Six months later, after I took that job at Harvest with Alan, six months later, um, I got a call back from the place I worked my old boss, who had got a promotion to the, like, not, not the CEO, but he was the chief marketing officer. And he wanted to hire me back to take his job, which was even a lot more money. <laughs> a lot of money, like, like, like crazy money. Like, and I was just like, I wish you hadn't called me. Like, <laughs> because this is dumb. I can't say yes to you but I wish I didn't know because <laughs> it kind of hurts a little bit. But, but the truth is it, that even that, you know, it wasn't a hard decision. My flesh hurt. 
but it wasn't a hard decision. Like it, it was, it was never a consideration in the sense of I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go back and do that. Um, cause I had, why? Because as a 17 year old young man who didn't know anything, who didn't know what he wanted to do, had told the Lord that he would say yes to the next thing, what the Lord wanted. So it wasn't about what I wanted. It wasn't about, I, I built a career just because I'm going to go, like, if I'm there, I'm, I'm going to give it all I got. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be successful as I can, as long as it doesn't compromise ministry. So I was, I was doing all that. And then, you know, after that, was, was there. And then, then I came here, you know, through the Living Faith Fellowship sort of stuff, struck up a relationship with Jeff. And, um, and came here, and so, you know, and, and even at that time, you know, we had, we had talked about at some point, you know, some sort of transition, and, and so, you know, even that, so people will ask me, well, you know, and, and, and what I did is certainly not like, you know, what missionaries, like what Jeff did when he went to Albania, but like, you know, how can you pack up your family and move across the country? You know, and so, you know, obviously I have kids and they're in school and, and so, you know, you're, you're taking them away from their friends and, you know, and, and, and all of that. We have friends, we have family. Well, how could I do that? Because this is a 17-year-old young man. <laughs> I made a decision that I'd say yes to the next thing if I knew the Lord was in it. And again, there was a process. It always involved those things. I didn't, you know, if, if, if it was something outside, if I didn't feel like the Lord was in it or my, the people in my life were like, man, I don't know, Troy. I don't think, I don't think you should do this. And there were some of those times. There were other, quote-unquote, opportunities that I had that I didn't take, that I didn't. So it wasn't, just, it wasn't just yes to everything. It's yes to where God was leading me. Um, and so there were times that I said no. But it was because I was confident and I knew in my heart that this isn't what God had for me. Um, so, you know, that's how I, that's how I ended up here. And in, in, in removing the emotion of it, trusting God's word, trusting the people around me, the Holy Spirit, it made all those decisions easy. And, and here I am. And again, never set out with a desire necessarily to be a pastor or any of it. I wanted to serve the Lord with my life and I wanted to please him and I wanted to I wanted to just say yes to the next thing. And so that's, that's what I did. Um, so what questions? I want to, I mean, I know we're running. Are we out of time? Ish. Ish. All right, Landon. We'll just do it quick, quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they would be they would be ministry like, yeah. I mean, you can make an argument to do it in all of it, but yes, the, what I'm talking about are sort of ministry specific opportunities. So, to be involved in circuit riding ministry, to lead the discipleship within, you know, Kansas City Baptist Temple, to to go to Harvest, to, to come here, to do all all those things, the. The, the steps where God had me, where I would be, lead, you know, leading a ministry or moving on in ministry, those sorts of things. Now, I would apply it to jobs and 
I, just like what I would, anything that I consider like a major decision, even on the physical side. But, you know, on the spiritual side, it wasn't, you know, necessarily if I'm going to participate in this activity or not. You know, it's just the major decisions of in, that involve ministry and leading ministries and moving and all that. Does that make sense? Yep, 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 for sure. Any other? Any other questions? Yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, there were times that, that my desire had to catch up, and that's, and that's what I say about feelings, too, so your feelings will catch up, so like now, there's nothing I'd rather, like, there's nothing, I, I don't want to do anything else than pastor this church, like, that is nothing, that, like, I desire, truly desire it, you know, um, and all I mean by that is I didn't have a grand plan. Like I didn't, it wasn't, I didn't have a specific desire that I want to do this or that. I, w- I just want to do what's next. And then God did bring this along. There were times where like there was, when, when in 2008, when they asked me to lead a class, I did not want to do it. And, and I didn't want to do it because my schedule was crazy at the time. I had three, well, I had two young children. Kate was born in 2009, the next year. I was working a lot of hours. It didn't fit. I didn't want to do it. Like, I was helping Alan. I was fine with doing that. You know, it was just like, I don't, I I didn't desire it. But I knew by the time I came down to it, went through the process, I knew that it's what the Lord wanted. And so I reluctantly said yes. (laughs) But, and then even that, yeah, I'm almost done. Sorry. A year, a year later. So I did that for a year. And I set up a meeting with Alan to quit. <laughs> um, and I was like, Alan, this is like, like nobody was coming. Like when they started this class and like, I, we had like 20 people coming and most of them were going to Alan's class. And, and I was just like, Alan, I don't like, I don't think we're, this is anything. I don't think people care to listen to me. I don't think that, like, I'm doing any good here. I feel like I'm cheating my family. I feel, you know, and Alan, you know, just sat and listened to me and let me kind of get it out. And then he took the next hour and told me, (laughs) told me why I shouldn't quit. And so I didn't. And he was right. And then, like, we grew that class to, almost 100 people by the time it was done and and um not that not that even all the numbers matter but just you know god did some things for me to even confirm it to me and and um and ministry was happening and people were getting saved and and um so yes for sure (laughs) yeah yeah um, so, so my ministry schedule during that t- t- time, so I had to be like really disciplined on time. So I was preaching every Sunday, um, you know, again, two young kids working 50 plus hours a week. Um, and so I, 
Now, first of all, I, I didn't study like I study now because I just didn't have the time. I, I don't even feel bad about it. I just didn't, didn't have the time. So we just had to be disciplined on schedule. So um, I would, during the week, I wouldn't do anything except after we got the kids to bed, a couple nights a week, I might spend like 30 minutes on where I'm going to preach the next Sunday. Um, just to kind of begin to get an outline. I'd do that maybe once or twice a week, but I would never, in the evenings, I would never spend any time on preparing for that next Sunday. Um, what I did was, so, and I just worked this out with Jennifer. So, you know, we're, she knows, she's on board with me and all of it. Like, so, you know, one of the things is, Jennifer always had to be on board with me whenever, like is ultimately my, even moving out here, ultimately is my decision, but if my family wasn't on board, then that's going to impact my decision. But we worked out a thing that where Friday night, um, that's when I'd put together a sermon. So I'd get, I'd usually come home from work a little bit early on Friday, have dinner. They usually had movie night or whatever. I'd go downstairs in our basement. By six o'clock, I'd be down there and I'd work till the sermon was done. So it was usually like 2 a.m. or something, you know, midnight, two, usually like eight hours there. And then I'd Saturday I'd reserve for the family. So I've always tried to not work on Saturdays. So Saturdays try to do family stuff and and you know things around the house or whatever it was. Um, now I do like even then and now like Saturday night I'll go over my sermon once. But um, so just so that was sort of the schedule. So uh, you know work evenings were free for activities, whatever, sports, whatever it would happen to be at the time, Friday night was, that was, that was it. Just let the Lord, Lord. So, we were, so, so it was a sacrifice, I mean, so we were never together on Friday night, Now I would pop up, I mean, I was just in the basement, so I'd like pop, pop up and see what they were doing, I don't know if you, I don't, if you guys even remember those times, but, uh, those Friday nights, but. So we just had to set a discipline schedule. And it wasn't easy, but it was just, that was just what we did. Because it's where God had us, so. And again, I would embrace all of that. Like, uh, you know, I just say, hey, man, if this is what God has. But I'd, that would be when those times when it would feel, man, feelings can, can ruin you when you make decisions based upon them they're not always right they're rarely right actually anything else yeah Mitch had never been here just through building a relationship with Jeff and you know and at the time so he was you know he was looking for somebody and you know and so we had, you know, we just had multiple discussions, just a lot of times if he came to Kansas City, he'd stay at my house or whatever. And we just built a friendship, built a relationship and just what was going on here and the need here. But I, the first time I'd ever been out here was Jeff brought me out to preach in summer of 2016. First time I'd ever been here. Yeah. So what was, what's the, I know we had a new upcoming series of Sunday school, but what's the vision of all those 
Oh, so the the vision for that is just, I mean, the family is the first the first institution God ordained, Genesis chapter 2. We'll be there Sunday. And so um, the key to a healthy society, the key to a healthy church, are healthy families. Um, and so, so this is where this is this is where America has gone wrong, and not only America, but you know, but certainly our country has gone wrong um, in the uh, dismantling of a nuclear family, specific roles that God laid out, um, the importance of of child rearing and 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 you know why we demand obedience and what that means and what is teaching about God um, so it's vital you know I think for the health of 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 any institution any church is vital for the health of a society and so uh, you know it's vital for everybody so even singles like all of you and most of you in here are single um, you know, this Sunday we'll be talking, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 2 um, with Adam and Eve, but it'll, it'll be crucial for you to understand what the type of things you need to be looking for and the expectations you need to have within a marital relationship. Um, and so, and, and, the, and the picture of Christ in the church. And so, so it'll, be, it'll be important for everybody. So that's, I mean, that's the vision, just trying to set. So culture, I know we're out of time. Culture today is fighting there. So the spirit of our age, so LGBTQ, transgenderism, all of those sorts of things are a direct spiritual battle against a biblical family and what God does through through biblical families and and um, so because of the sort of cultural environment I felt it important to to lay a biblical groundwork on what all that is and what that looks like and the picture is both good and bad you know we'll see um, we'll see pictures that are bad and the you know of the families that did things wrong and what we can learn from them throughout this study so does that make sense yeah all right well, why don't I pray Lord, uh, just thank you again for tonight. Thank you for, for, for this group and thank you for um, their desire as young people to, to be here, to listen to, to your word, just to, to learn of you. And then, Lord, just to uh, figure out what it is that you have for them in this life. And so I pray for them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that, that, um, that they would see the value in just living um, the Christian life as you desire and, and giving their life to something that's so much bigger than them that's so much bigger than than um, how much money they can make just how much bigger than you know living the quote-unquote good life that that is the world tells us what it is and that's all a lie um, and um, Lord, so I pray for them I pray that you would um, just work in their lives and, and, and as you already are and you'll continue to do love you ask this in Jesus name amen the only other thing I'd say before we sing, and all of it is a never regret a thing. Like, this is the best life. I can't imagine a better life. Like, people think, like, man, the, the world has so much to offer. They have nothing to offer. 
Like the, I have fun all the time. And, and, and so, like, it's, it's, a good, it's a good life. You should choose it. <laughs>